This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Hi, this is Paul Parisi, and welcome again to the Edge of Innovation. We're talking with Ben Nutter in part three of our interview with him. Ben Nutter is an architect on the North Shore of Boston. We hope you find this as fascinating as as we did making it. It's been fascinating to get to know Ben and some of the projects he's done. Let's listen in. To take a pile of lumber or construction materials and make it into a house is just an amazing thing. And you you help with the plans, but I'm sure that they hit plans issues. How often does that happen where you drew the plans up and they go out there and something's not working? Right. Because of who knows what. I mean, there's lots of different things. Yes. So it's a collaborative effort, I would think. Yes. Well, that's an interesting question in the sense that in the last, say, 12 to 18 months, for whatever reason, I've just had an opportunity to kind of reflect back and think back on the volume of construction that we've accomplished just in my small firm. And and I think over those 30-plus years, it's probably north of $125 million worth of construction. Wow. And that's a, you know, it's a reasonable number <laughs> and then i of a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never never thought of it that way but yes so and then i also was able to recall that when there have been the very few errors or, or omissions if you will that we've ever had uh-huh. whether it was myself or someone sure. else have been uh, the sum total of four windows one foundation that we had to do some concrete cutting on it's about four to six examples of times when i said to a general contractor okay we screwed that up Mm -hmm. so three of those windows i i bought replacement windows for Mm -hmm. them and those three windows ended up in my in in my house (laughs) uh, which is one way to learn a lesson Uh but it's been very minor i mean it might it might have total value of ten or fifteen thousand dollars. So I'm obviously very happy about yeah. that. But it, I've always felt that one of the one of the things that really drives us and is really important to us is that we're not only very creative, uh-huh. but we're also very thorough. And that's probably not only a lesson learned from when I was a child working on my parents' property sure. and sort of understanding the the accountability lesson, but also for four years I worked in a firm that was architecture and construction. Oh, okay. So that combined both professions under one umbrella, mm-hmm. and it kind of ramped up my appreciation for if you're going to draw it, you need to be absolutely certain that it can be built, right. and I was involved in the process of all of the material ordering and window specs and oh, so cool. on. So it's just... It's what you know. It's all well and good to be creative, but if you cannot put a thorough set of construction documents out to the general contractor and the trades, it's not good information for them, and it it could be it could be a very expensive. <laughs> I was just going to say, based on the number of things you've had to fix, low number six or seven times or five times, contractors must love to work with you <laughs> because they know the plans are going to be executable. I mean. The last thing a contractor wants is to have to redo stuff. Right. Yes, and that's the last thing we want them to do right. either. And and you're right. And we we have great working relationships with a core set of general contractors. Mm-hmm. And and we have had, on occasion, we've had comments back from a framing contractor or other people. You know that this is the best set of drawings oh, we've really? ever worked with. And and those wow. are obviously 
it doesn't happen all the time only because you don't necessarily always get that feedback but when you do it's it's very helpful because then we we understand that we're providing them with information that's that's appropriate and is a, allowing them to do their job well it's important to because if you weren't, you'd like to know that. You probably would. Right. Yes, we would. <laughs> uh, but it's really nice to know that the processes and systems and, and work methodologies you're doing are resulting in things that are useful. And as we've said before, those contractors, those people that do the building, they're incredibly talented. So to get them to say something, that this is good, is, a, is high praise. Yes. And that's really yeah. neat to hear, and I'm sure it made you feel good, but it's really nice to know that whether they say it or not, you're producing things that are ultimately useful, you know, hugely yes. beneficial that are work. Yes, that's right. It's it's a very satisfying end result all around. And the more times we can repeat that, the happier we are. Right. So now, you started well before computers were contemporary at all. I mean, they just... So you were the pencil. Yes. Yeah, in fact, it's it's almost frightening to think so but when i first entered college they were still doing math on a slide rule yeah and by the time you know my second year we actually had a calculator that wow. probably you know cost yeah. a, an arm and a leg right. but at least would add subtract multiply and divide well that's just so you were doing math to calculate rise and run and all those different things on a slide rule and then you moved to a calculator, calculator. even a calculator seems primitive it does so when you drew plans in the old world, you'd have to erase them and change them. Yes. There wasn't any other way. No, there wasn't. Yes. So it must have been much more laborious. It was so different, yes. And actually, when I worked at Royal Barry Will's office, there was a gentleman there at the time who'd been in the profession for decades as a draftsman, and he used to comment that he would get paid as much to erase as he did to draw. Sure. And it was so accurate because... In that day and age, you couldn't just... That's one of the really great things about computer-aided design now, what we refer to as CAD, because you can do revisions so quickly. Right. And it it's great in both the design process and as you're doing a set of construction drawings. Now, you brought up a, a point of the draftsman. Were you drawing the plans, or was the draftsman drawing the plans? Well, way back, right, so at Royal Barry Will's office, generally there'd be a, a principal, so that would be one of the lead people in the office. Okay. So, for example, Dick Wills, he would have a lot of interaction with the client and would do conceptual drawings, which were generally on trace paper, and mm -hmm. it would be, that's a flimsy kind of paper that right. you draw on for both floor plans and doing exterior elevation so drawings. Stop you there. I don't want to derail it, but mm. why is it transparent, semi-transparent? It's so that you could, great question, it's so that you could put one piece of paper over another, mm -hmm. so as you're making, as you're doing sketches for a floor plan, for example, you might put a first pass of thoughts down for organizing a first floor, for mm -hmm. example. But then generally you would explore that and find out, well, what if I, maybe the house should be flipped. Maybe the garage should be on the other end. Okay. So you have the flexibility to take that transparent paper and flip it over oh, or see. upside down or backwards okay. or roll another piece on top of it mm -hmm. and try a different arrangement between the garage and where the kitchen is. So it allowed you to do a progressive set of explorations right. of your design solution and I have to say that for some of us in the office, even in 2017, it's still a very productive way to do 
some of the design mm-hmm. is it it's kind of a, a very fluid way to explore design so that's that's kind of the reason for that okay. trans well, i've always wondered that, right you know, yes why would you just write it on white paper but right anyway, okay. exactly so we're back to dick wills yes and he would be the principal and he'd yes. pick up the sketches and work with the client right and, and at the end of that process so he'd do a concept design meet with the client probably do some revisions to that as a sort of more sophisticated solution that would be considered more of a final set of design drawings. And then those of us in the drafting room, if you will, okay. at the time there were five or six of us. So you were doing drafting? Yes, okay. right. So then we would take that design, floor plans and building elevations, and begin to convert that into a set of construction drawings foundation plan, floor plans, exterior elevations, building sections are when you basically take the giant Mm -hmm. chainsaw and cut the house in half so you can draw how it's built, floor joists and rafters and so on. And all the details associated with that, roof trim and window trim, chimney details, whatever is required, that would be part of the responsibility of the draftsman. And then you would also begin to work quite a bit with the client at that point as well. That process is different for us now, or at least in my office. Each one of the project architects becomes involved with the client right at the beginning of our project as well, whether it's a renovation or new construction. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that I feel like then everybody has ownership on that project from day one, which to me provides an opportunity for that individual who's the project architect to be more excited about that process. And it also is two sets of eyes, ears, and experiences and imagination applied to that client project. So it's a little, the overall process is not dramatically different in its sort of intention, but what's very different is in the application of going from design through the design process into a set of construction drawings. Always worried about keeping current with IT? Savior Labs is an IT and web services firm that cares for your business and team. Savior Labs solves problems so you can focus on what you do best. Prepare for 2018 with a free IT assessment. Just follow the link in our show notes and enter code SAVIOR, S-A-V-I-O-R. Thank you for that message from our sponsor, Savior Labs. And we're talking with Benjamin Nutter today. And let's continue listening in on the interview. So you had a specific pool of draftspeople, draftsmen at the time. Yes, you know? so, right. But now you that sort of has collapsed, I would imagine, because you all use CAD now? Yes. And you can make the changes. And in other words, I don't have to hand it off to somebody else. I might, just for scheduling purposes. But right. But we're all able to do that. And, I mean, it would have been pretty weird to take a set of plans, to take somebody else's set of plans and go in and erase and change it. What, is that right? Right. That would the, be very rare. That's right. That would be very rare, and it would only be a circumstance where maybe somebody was out on vacation or, or they were sick for a few right. weeks and you had to do something like that. Generally, you took responsibility for those. And we still do that now unless it's a time crunch or something of that nature. But right. yes, and it is the way that we can provide various design and detail solutions by way of computer in the 21st century is just remarkable to me compared to when I started doing this. Well, what do you think is the next 
big thing in, in that because, you know, when, so you were doing drawings on flat pieces of paper. Right. And then we moved into CAD where we basically mimicked that. Yes. Then we moved into 3D where we could extrude and do elevations and shading and coloring and all. What's going to happen next, do you think? Well, some of it, in a way, has already started to happen in that there's also more technology available to create three-dimensional actual models. Oh, oh that's interesting. Uh, we've, we do not have that capability in, in my firm, mm-hmm. but there are firms where you would actually, they, they probably have the equipment to take their drawings and virtually create a three-dimensional model. So like with a 3D printer? They would yes, a 3D printer, right. Wow, so that... that I- that is, of that. Right. That is quite well used in industrial design, for sure. example, yes. and has yeah. been for a while. Right. But that, I'm sure, will trickle down as the technology and the cost of the 3D right. printers becomes more affordable. More of us will have access to right. that. That's a great tool. The other thing that has changed, and certainly, this, again, my, we're doing relatively small work as far as size of each project. Uh-huh. But if you're doing a 30-story high-rise somewhere... Mm-hmm. It's the basic premise is the same, but the way you go about it is quite different. And in those firms, many of them are now using a, a product called Revit. And with Revit, you can have an end result that is both three-dimensional modeling, computer modeling, mm-hmm. as well as the two-dimensional construction drawings. Oh, so one one software program provides you with the opportunity to accomplish both of those. Whereas in our case, we use one an AutoCAD product to do 2D, and we use a, a three-dimensional computer modeling software for our 3D. So I find myself with technology a lot of times being surprised that that didn't exist. Mm, so, I suppose. So I'm like, so wait a minute. You're telling me, and I, I, now thinking about it, I know you use two different packages, but I've never really gotten into that detail. But there really aren't a lot of packages that you do both of them in? No, and I suppose that's probably just the evolution of of the capability of of software. I guess that's the danger of assuming something. So you draw things in an AutoCAD product, yes, two D stuff. That's correct. And then you don't have to redraw in the three D, do you? We do. Really? That's, right. That just we do. Seem right. it's yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, that and that, I'm sure that that will evolve for oh, sure. to make yes. that even that will become an affordable package yeah. for small firms right. and the only reason we are not using a product like Revit is yeah, that it's an investment. it's another investment yeah. and it's also some time for our people to sort of come up to speed with using that as opposed to what we currently do right. so that's where i would imagine the biggest difference will be over a decade or whatever yeah. time so, frame it is is probably shorter than we know probably yeah i bet it will be yeah. the opportunity for us to work in a CAD or in a software package that would be similar to a very large firm mm-hmm. and then the opportunity to have an affordable 3D printer. Yeah, interesting. Now, you could probably 3D print some of your stuff if you just sent it out. Right? Yes, yeah, so right. So you, you have that capability. Right. Now, it's just a matter of whether you have a printer. Yep, and we've done that, but we don't do it very often. Right. So what was the reaction of the people who saw the 3D print? Well, one of them happened to be, ironically, it was for my own house because okay. there was a, I had a friend who was working in a firm that was on kind of the leading edge of uh-huh. doing, creating the 3D printers. 
and they wanted to kind of find out how can we work with architects oh, okay. of all shapes sure. and sizes. Sure. And so we created the 3D model, computer model, I should yeah. say, okay. just to be clear. So we created the 3D computer model and, and gave it to them. They had somebody then convert it to the software sure. that ran their 3D printer and made the model of my house, wow. which is fascinating for me to look at yeah. or people to, who come in the did office. It, did it, was this before you built your house or after? No, it was after. Oh, bummer. It was after, right. So it would have been interesting, just emotional. What, I mean, what, what in the world was it? Is that right? I want to change that. Well, you bet. You bet. And and there's no doubt that the ability to do 3D computer modeling has also allowed us to become even better at what we do sure. because we can see things more easily three-dimensionally. And it's again, it's back to both the subjective and the objective. Right. The subjective, do we think it looks better that way? But objective, is there any little sort of hidden, ooh, that's not a good roof shape right. in that location? Right. So it's a it's a fab it's really fun to work in in this profession and this. Do you still this have time. that model? I do. Oh, we'd like to get a picture. Of okay, that to show sure. Our audience. I think sure. they would like to okay. see that. Okay, you would bet. Be cool. You bet. Because I mean, I'm very keen on 3D printers, and I'm just so glad I haven't bought one. <laughs> you know, because it's a funny thing. You know, the, the longer you wait, yes, the better they're going to get. Absolutely. You know, and, it's amazing. One of my brothers is doing some really cool stuff, but in, he lives in Ohio, and there, the public libraries have three D printers. Wow, that, that you can use for that's free. You just pay for the material. right. That's really that's, cool. That's idea. a progressive thought. I yes. like that. Wow, right. So we got to make that happen. Yes. So if you don't know what a three D printer is, we'll put some links in the show notes about that and a link to what Ben has done. We will have all Ben's contact information and links to his website in the show notes. And you can reach out to him for questions, etc., and get a look at some of the incredible buildings that just fit so well. I think that's one of the biggest comments I'd have about the architecture I've seen you do is it fits so well into Thank its you. environment. Thank uh, you. That's, I, I think that's high praise. I mean, that that is not just I haven't seen the inside as much, but they just fit so well. You know, we live in New England, and it's a rural area. And it is one of the most beautiful places in the world. We take it for granted a lot, I think. Right. But I had a good friend who went overseas to school and came back, and he's like, wow, New England is just spectacular. And it really is. And if you haven't had a chance to visit here, you know, get a chance to look around and see what it is. There's some great examples on your website. And Thank you. Things, and I'd like people to take a look at that. So we've been talking with Ben Nutter, uh, Benjamin Nutter Architects in Topsfield. Hope you've enjoyed the time. Hope everybody's enjoyed listening. Thank you very much, Paul. Right. I've enjoyed doing this. Thank you, Ben. We've been talking with Ben Nutter for our past three episodes here on the Edge of Innovation. Ben is an architect in the North Shore of Boston, as you're aware. And we have great links in our show notes and encourage you to visit there and visit his website at benjaminnutter.com. As always, we're interested in getting feedback from our listeners. We'd love to hear what you think and also what ideas you have for additional topics as well as fascinating people to interview. We hope to see you next time on the Edge of Innovation. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at saviorlabs.com. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.